on this episode of Quantum Week, November 6th through 12th, 1994. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year and we talk about movies and music and headlines and personal stories, probably sad ones and happy ones sometimes too, every once in a while. This week, we're doing an interview with the vampire, or this episode we're doing the an vampire? interview with the, the vampire. Vampire? <laughs> uh Phil the vampire. You sound like me. Sorry, uh, Interview the vampire and uh, I'll, I'll make-, make love to you. Gross. Oh. Um, uh, by Boys to Men. ABC BBD. It's the uh, East Coast family, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, but maybe we can start. We can, I think we kind of blew our load last episode with Pulp Fiction and the Weezer, and we're kind of stuck with the Just Desserts now. Yeah, uh, that's what happens. I mean, it could have been the Santa Claus. I'm glad we did this instead. Well, this is number one. We had to do this. Oh, yeah. Santa Claus number two. I skipped mm. over them to do Pulp Fiction. I forgot about that. There's also a Star Trek film, I think, was uh, in the in the theaters as well. It was. Generations? Had we, had we gotten the week before, we would have had to do it. It would have been number one. Yeah, which that I would have been fine with. Have, did you? It, I, I don't mind. I, I like the Star Trek. I actually like that movie. Generations? It's, a, like, it's cool like one. one of my favorite ones. Yeah. Because um, I'm a big Next Generation guy. Um, yep. But uh, yeah, but instead today, we're talking about Interview with the Vampire. I guess we can talk about it then. I, you, if you want to audible it and we'll talk about Star Trek, I'm fine with that. Eh, let's talk about Interview with the Vampire. All right. Um, so basically what's going on is uh, Louis Dupont du Lac who is played by Brad Pitt. He uh, recounts his story of turning into a vampire and living as one to a reporter. Yeah. Uh, so this movie is very strange and it's not particularly good. I think the directing is pretty damn good. The script is poor. The acting is poor. That's how I would characterize it's pretty it. Fair. The script's really bad. It's uh, pretty bad. And, and, and it's Anne Rice too. And that's why you think so that's why she didn't have this. She's never written a screenplay before. She's an author. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. And that, that can, um, that can not be great. Uh, you know, the girl that wrote, uh, gone girl, she wrote the, um, she wrote that screenplay. She wrote the screenplay, which the screenplay is quite good. Yeah. That's I'm, a great I'm sorry movie. I'm flaking her name right now. Yeah. Gone girl is a great book, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, um, Anne Rice doesn't, how people speak in a book, uh, and oh, way different. So different, yeah. Than how people are going to speak in a movie or in kind of more in quote unquote real life. But there's certain things in movies you need to have, um, or certain things in a book you can get away with. You can have kind of dialogue be very like flowy and very like poetic and over dramatic, right? But if a real person is saying it, they look ridiculous. They do, <laughs> and that's what happens here the yeah, entire yeah. movie. Yeah, like yeah. even like the modern stuff when he's talking to the reporter. The reporter sounds like a ridiculous, like Christian Slater's character is a ridiculous human being. Yeah. Like it's just bizarro land. Like the way he speaks is like no human being, no young man around 25 or 30 years old is going to speak like this. Right. Just weird. It is weird. Yeah. And so did I read these books? This was a, like a, did nat- you? yeah, it was a natural progression for me from did Stephen you? King at the time. Really? Yeah. I was like, what, what? I was 16 years old. I was reading all, I think I'd, I would read everything that Stephen King had, had done okay. up to that point, And yeah. I liked some of the fantasy horror stuff that Stephen King was doing. So I, I read these books. I read I, maybe two or three of them. I think, I can't remember how many are in the series, like five. This isn't a bad book. Okay. Yeah, it's not bad. So then I wanted to see the, the film. And what, did you like the film when you saw it? I think so, but I was way more forgiving back then about stuff like this. It was entertaining to me at the time. It was slow and plotty this time. The only thing that really saved it for me, like I said, is some of the shots are really awesome and the directing I think is quite good. Uh, yeah. What do you want? How do you want to do this though? Like I can, um, <sighs> do you want to talk about some of the actors? Do you want to talk about the directing? What do you want to talk about? Cause there's sort of, there's some stuff here for me. No, I thought about this too. Like, how do I, how do we like unpack such a bizarre movie? I guess we really should probably start with Tom Cruise. So, yeah. Let's start with him. So Tom Cruise, you know, remember at this point, he just, he's called the firm. He, mm. He's, you know, uh, a few good men. So, he, you know, he's the biggest movie star in, in the world right. at this point in time. And he got $10 million to do this plus points. Right. Yeah. And, um, and he's really not, it's Brad Pitt's movie. It's not really a Tom Hanks's. I mean, Tom Hanks. It's not really Tom Cruise's movie. Tom, Tom Hanks' movie would have been, been crazy. I think it would have been better. Uh, <laughs> I think Tom Cruise is terrible. He's like, really like, bad like, in this really, film. And I like Tom Cruise a lot. Yeah, me too. Tom Cruise doesn't do supernatural well. No, because I think he's a fake motherfucker to begin with. 
Yeah, there's some element of that. He's such an odd guy. He's a very odd guy. When he's like, he was, you could see he was really trying. He's like, all right, I'm going to try to be a real bad guy here. I'm going to try to go over the top and be, be like almost like a Jack Nicholson Joker type thing. Oh, I'm going right. to go, I'm going to yeah. go, I'm going to go all out here. And you know, maybe I'll even get a, a supporting actor nomination or something. Ooh. And, um, but he, it just doesn't work. Cause the whole time you're constantly reminded, oh yeah, I'm watching Tom Cruise. Yeah. Like Jack Nicholson in The Shining or in The Joker, you forget at some point it's Jack Nicholson. At yeah. some point, you kind of always remember, but you, you still kind of forget. With this, it's always Tom Cruise being this evil vampire type right. guy. Uh, and I, I never could get past it. It was very odd. You see, Anne Rice um, thought it was a bad move too. She did, but then she relented. Yeah, when but, it came time for marketing for the film, she, she was like, oh, this is a good idea. Yeah, I think she has like, some, shut up. She has some points in the movie too. Uh, so that will happen a lot. So like, they'll say like, don't do this, please don't do this. And then the movie comes out like, it was a great idea. Well, it's, yeah, it's a great idea because you like just, you know, because if you don't say otherwise, you're not going to get paid. The only person, like we talked about Alvin Chipmunks, David Cross. Oh, I, yeah. He's the only person who will sabotage their own movies. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, this the, Tom Cruise is really bad in this. Uh, Brad Pitt's really bad in this. He's bad. And did you see, he was really uncomfortable. Miserable. Yeah, he said, uh, you probably saw this too, but he said that he tried to buy himself out of that contract. Yeah. Because he was really depressed. He said it was like six months of nighttime and just, you know, he never saw the sun. I, I don't know. I did see that. Uh, you know, it was, it was from an Entertainment Weekly article, I guess, a couple years ago. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I buy that story. You don't think you don't think that's you think he said that after the fact to just yeah, kind of I mean, say this is the reason why. Yeah, how you buy yourself? Like it's an eighty million dollar movie at this point. Brad Pitt's just coming off of a river run through it. That's right. He hadn't even done, or he was just about to do Legends 12, of the Fall, and then Twelve Monkeys. No, then Seven, then Twelve, Monkeys. then Seven, Twelve. Yeah. Um, so he he was not a big name. I mean, he yeah, did done Dumb and Louis, like whatever. He was known for kind of these beefcake roles, but like yeah, he wasn't a a superstar. He didn't have eighty million dollars, like. You can't buy yourself out of a Tom Cruise. It doesn't work. <laughs> it's a ridiculous <laughs> statement. You know, I think I, I don't believe that. Story. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, maybe that's a weird way to put it. Maybe, yeah. maybe, I, I maybe he didn't miserable. try to like, this sucks. Yeah. He looked miserable. He looked terrible the, and miserable. The, he, Brad Pitt's a smart guy. Yeah, he is. He knows what a good script is. Even then, he knew what a good script was, and he knew the script was bad. And he's yeah. reading these lines, and like he's not going to, he's like too diplomatic to say so. But he knows this movie sucks. Like, this is not a good movie. Did you hear, like, or did you read what, uh, talking about how to do some of the makeup? They had to, um, to do, like, the blue vein stuff. They had to hang them upside down for 30 minutes so that they could, they could get your veins to pop and then draw. I mean, it sounds kind of like torture, it though. It sounds awful. All night, and then you're hung upside down, yeah. and then the makeup, and you got the teeth in. It sounds like a it bad, sounds awful. bad time. Yeah, real bad time. Um, and he looks miserable. Like, he does. I don't think you he, can tell when Brad Pitt's, like, you know, uh, charismatic and like yeah. feeling it. Unhappy yeah. Brad Pitt is like, he can't hide it. He's like one of those actors. You can, like when he's doing true romance, he's having the time of his life. Yeah. You can tell when he's doing one spot time in Hollywood, or 12 you can monkeys. Tell he's having so much fun. 12 yeah. monkeys. So much fun. Yeah. But when he's like sullen, like you know it. Yeah. He looks bad. He, he doesn't hide it very well. Do you think this is his worst? I was, this is one of the worst things I've ever seen him do. Yeah, this is up there. I mean, um, even Tom Cruise is is. Uh, I mean, most of the stuff now is the action films, but like those are way more fun. He's he has way more fun doing. This is that the stuff. worst thing Tom Cruise ever, has ever done. I wonder. I, I'll have to think about that a little more. But uh, for me, I think definitely Brad Pitt. This is his worst. I can't. Brad think of Pitt's more. pretty bad in this. Is um, real bad. It's funny because Kirsten Dunst is quite good. That's that's the that's the positive. <laughs> She's really good, and it's hard because she has to play older. She has to play a child who, yeah, who's, who's turned into a vampire, who's basically like fifty years old. Who, right? Eventually, at yeah. some point, yeah, before she dies, kind of, yeah. But she she doesn't change physically, but she emotionally and right. psychologically changes. And I think she does that quite well. She's really good in this. Yeah, uh, it's impressive. Which is, uh, you know, it's, she's it's, like 11, 12 years old. She's like acting she's like a fifty year old. She's like owning the screen. Over like Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. I know, it's I very know. strange. I know. Um, Antonio Banderas is bad in this. He's bad. He's Which not. Is a, too I, bad. I don't think he's a good actor. No, I, he's I, not. I, but not I fan. like him. Okay. I I don't think he's a good actor either. But he, I just like I like him. But then like Stephen Ray is quite good. He is good. Crying Game. Same director. Yes, Neil Jordan. Yeah. Um, and uh, but I think he. I think when you're doing these vampire type things, now, I'm not a big vampire guy. But if you're doing these vampire type things. If you're willing to be more playful and fun and have this like a little glimmer of mischievousness in your eye, mischievousness, yeah, uh, you it works. Yeah, when you try to play it straight or you go too much, it doesn't work. 
Um, so well, th- well, that's tough because the script is pretty. It's pretty violent and dark. It's it's hard to be. It's a also little bit like ridiculously melodramatic. Nobody oh, talks yeah. like Anne Rice. Like I can't. I mean, look, I wasn't alive in the 1700s. I have no idea. I think honestly, I also think this time period is so boring. Yeah, it's, I'm it's, not I think it's like me neither. European 1800s. Like I, I'm, I'm, I don't I'm like out. So boring. Yeah, but like no one spoke. No one speaks. No, I can't imagine they were that like effusive with their speech. Like probably not. It's just, it's no, you'd never get anything done. (laughs) You'd be spending 20 hours talking about the color of a rose. Like you would never, nothing would get accomplished. It just, it just, I I don't like, it all seems phony. You know what would have been interesting? Tell me. You know, I got bored. Besides Tom Hanks, of course. I'm like, uh, Tom Hanks, right. Tom Hanks, right. Uh, I think I would have liked to see, because I like that at the end of the movie, we find out Brad Pitt's like a movie buff. Yeah. It's like, oh, cool. Uh, And I would have liked to see the vampire's life in 20th century America. That yeah, would have been a more, more interesting thing than this like lavish, like, you know, put, and then, you know, then there's also all these, you know, and also the other thing too, I'm watching like, maybe this isn't the movie for me. Like, this no. is, you know, it's a very homosexual movie. You know, all these like subtext, I guess. And yeah, I guess well, the books always, are like that too. It is. It's, it's sort of a vampire thing. Kind of androgynous will it's, it, it's right. It's sort of, I don't even know if they actually have sex, but the, but the like the blood taking is t- makes it yeah it makes it sort of homoerotic I guess I, it yeah. doesn't matter who you're taking it from right you're just equally but attracted to like, the blood. I think there's a lot of like subtext I guess with it too. I don't yeah. know I don't understand. So it's like ah eh, like this isn't this just isn't doing it for me. I like, guess just this just isn't fun. Uh, no, it wasn't fun. I could tell Tom Cruise was trying really hard to make it fun, but then like you could see the effort on screen and that kind of ruins it. Yeah. Um. I I, I just. I, I didn't care. I watched it. So, okay. So let me, a little quick antidote. So this movie was free for me on cable. So I was all happy. I'm like, oh, cool. I don't have to pay any money to watch this. Cool. All right. So I'm watching it with 15 minutes left. So like basically when Brad Pitt's in the movie theater and he's watching the sunrises through the movie, which actually yeah. was the best scene in the movie. Yeah. And then you see Superman. Yeah, that's right. It cut out. No. So I'm like, fuck. So I, I, so I'm like, all right, I'm going to, I'll just go, I'll have to restart it and just, I'll fast forward. I have like, it has pretty fast yeah, fast forward. It's yeah, like, fine. Same thing, cuts off again. What the hell? So I'm like, oh, you, sorry, wait a half hour. Dude, now it's like fucking 12 30 night last night. I'm like, what the fuck? So I do the, so I had to go on Amazon Prime and buy the fucking $4. Four bucks for, for like 15, 15 minutes. minutes this fucking movie, <laughs> which I've seen this movie before. I knew how it ended. So it yeah. wasn't like, but I'm like, oh, I couldn't yeah, miss something. So I'm like, fuck. Do you yeah. have any idea why that happened? No, a cable company being mean to me or something. Are you sure know. that maybe it wasn't user error? I mean, I know sometimes the tech <sighs> stuff is not. When do I fuck? How, use it. yes matt i've this is our 51st episode <laughs> on this one i kind of forgot how movies work when i press play and it cuts out maybe the remote control error. i mean how I, is do, that a user error? I do remember like you got you you got completely um thwarted trying to to video record your the home street of your phone like that was too tough for you to handle it's like one I still, button i still can't do that i, I, don't do that. <laughs> I, know, I know it's one Ma- button. Matt, matt, matt thinks it's <laughs> like so wild and funny that i don't, I don't like love technology yeah. like, oh what a fool he's so silly doesn't know how technology <laughs> who gives a fuck all this stuff's outdated in 10 years and you're wasting mm. all your fucking time well i mean it didn't take long to learn that's what i'm saying oh, i so mean bright. for someone who, okay, who so like pretentious matt back at it again oh, if only you knew I more mean, technology it would if you weren't so yeah, if you weren't so vcr if you weren't so anti-technology you could do things for the show that would be helpful what instead the fuck things am I like, like, oh oh you could like do like fucking videos of yourself talking about some movies I that you like or whatever Exactly, you don't want to do that. that. It's a technology it, because no. you'd be like, "Oh, I can't edit this thing. No, oh, if, I don't know how to host it on YouTube. I don't. Oh, I, do, 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 I don't do, do, think do. anyone wants. I don't, People I, would like that to hear why? more content from you. Of course, you want to hear that. Or down some cool stuff. No, I, I, I'm good with the videos. Like, I know you're good with the videos I, because of the technology thing. No, I get it's, it. It's, 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 I don't it's do, fine. I, no, listen, listen. We've worked around it this whole time. I'm just. I just think it's an acceptable question to ask. Do you think it might have? Yeah, man. I get tripped up in the 51st movie. I, I press play and it cut out, and somehow it's my fault. Well, now we know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but you had to buy the fucking thing for 15 minutes. That's, the movie. that's so shitty. Five minutes with your credits, which is a terrible Guns N' Roses song. Do, the, the remake oh, of a great Rolling oh, Stones song. Yeah, where Axel's talking over it. Please allow me oh. to introduce myself. It's like, what's is this the point? The last thing they did. This came out in '94. They did the spaghetti incident, and I don't remember when that was. I'd have to look. I thought like that was in. That was delayed for so long. I forgot they were even still a band by '94. Yeah, '94. It's pretty. I mean, they're not really, but yeah. Yeah, it was. Why not just use the original? Why do we need? Why do we need uh, GNR in this one? We don't use the original. This movie kind of sucks. I'm so sick of that song. Anyway, sympathy for the I devil. Am, I, I never. Am, well, I don't. I just am, don't. I, am, I can't I, even I, hear it anymore. Right, well. well, I've heard it a billion times. I just can't do it. It's so annoying. I don't uh, like that version. Uh, the ending of the movie is very ridiculous. Uh, the reporter hears this story 
about how basically your vampire's life is terrible. And that's actually another thing that the movie does well. Usually, like now, you watch modern vampire vampire movies like Twilight or something, and it's which I don't watch, but like it's it's saying how awesome, how beautiful and glorious mm. it is to be a vampire. But this movie didn't do that. No, it, it, but then at the end, the reporter's like, oh, I want to be a vampire. I would have done the same thing. What the fuck? I want to live forever. <laughs> Even with that cost. Even if the cost... Is I probably wouldn't kill a bunch why of people. Do you want to live forever? I'd probably like drink some like pig's blood or something. You have to kill people. I probably would drink pig's blood. But, you, prob- but then you uh, you end up kind of like sickly and weird, like Tom Cruise was at the end of the movie. No, I think you I think you can be okay. Well, we'll see. If I had to kill a couple people, maybe I'd go for I would I would be a detective and I'd find out. Um, you know, people I'd figure out who the axe murderers are. And, so you're uh, willing, okay, hold up. Like, this is far no, more. No, I, I would totally do it. You're willing to basically go like down a path of like hardcore vigilante justice type situation. Yeah, I mean, I'd be superhuman strength. No one could touch me. No one could kill me. I might as well kill bad people and drink their blood. Don't you think? I'd be Batman. Why do you want to live forever? 20 years Why from now. Why do you want to live forever? 20 years from now, right? I'd have a billion dollars because I just, you know, you, you can just, inf- or 50 years from now, I'd have a billion dollars. So I could Why? actually be- How would you have a billion dollars? Because you just invested and in wait. what? In plenty of things. But, but no, not, no, no, stop. But How let's not you? talk about the investment. No, I, let's I, talk about the end result, which is Bruce Wayne and Batman. I would actually no, get to become Batman. You wouldn't be Batman. Oh, I would be you, Batman. You, how would you have I'd this be billion dollars? Batman. You're, you're going to be alive for, 50, for 40 more years. How, what, you should have a billion dollars. 400 for years. Oh, for, so you Maybe have to, a thousand years. I'm just saying. But like, you say you'd have a billion dollars in 50 years. I think so, yeah. It That's doesn't so take that dumb. long. How? I would just build businesses and. What would you do now? Well, I don't, I'm not, I'm going to be dead probably in 50 years you, from now. You, I am. No, I'm just saying okay, sorry, the same man. path. Why don't you just do it to get 500 million? How long would that take you? I have no idea. Oh, okay. Now you don't know about the billion dollars you know you'd have. This I is, don't know why you're tripping me up on this. Like, you're being really dumb today. Okay. 300 years from now, I have a billion dollars and then I can be Batman. What, however long it takes, it doesn't matter. I'm just saying at some point I'd have enough money to be Batman. Wouldn't you, you wouldn't do that. Don't you want to be Batman? I, no, I don't. No, I don't want to be Batman. Even you'd be indestructible. Not like, oh, but not like not, late they can't Batman. The son. That is a tough one. Girl cut his throat. And he fucking completely. Well, I wouldn't be a fucking sociopath like Lestat. I'm not going to turn. Oh, that's the other thing. I'm never turning a child into a vampire. That's a, that's a big no no. I'd be a, I'd be a friendly vampire. Your moral vampire friend Matt, who turns vigilante and uh, kills people and drinks their blood. I, well, I don't know why you want to live forever. Though. That's kind of a strange. Thing. Oh, I do want to live forever. Why? Because I just want to see where it all goes. I'm curious. I want to see how things happen. See how things unwind. I want to know. I'm curious. I'm eternally curious. I mean, you're not curious? No. You don't want to know what it's like 100 years from now? I do not. I don't, I don't care. Wow. I do not, you just want to die. I'm perfectly You're not going to think on your death. When I'm nursing you on your deathbed, <laughs> not like with my titty, but like when I'm like, you know, uh, wiping your forehead on your deathbed, you're going to be like, man, I was wrong. I'm, I do want to live. You know I'm going to live long enough, and, right? I'll be, and I'm going to be I'll, like, I'll live you though. That's you the certainly joke. won't. But, I, but on your deathbed, then I'll be like, okay, well, good news. I'm a vampire. Do you want me to turn you? And you'll be like, oh, thank God. Yes, no, I won't say how. I'll say I'm, I'm God. I, 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 it's not, honestly, My wife is only 45. She has so much longer to live. Let me be with her. Uh, I, get <laughs> I'll turn I, you. I get what you did there. Uh, I, I, you, you don't want to be a vampire. I don't remember. When I was 19, I was like, oh, I hope someone turns me quick. I don't even want to be fucking as old as 20. There are times, there are times at least like every other week where I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm even good like right now. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I've seen enough. Uh, I've lived, uh, I, if you know. Maybe you have less fear of death than me. I definitely, I'm less fearful of death right now than I was in the past. Yes. But maybe you have no, maybe you're just like, fuck it. I don't want to die, but. If- you just said, then what's the difference between I don't want to die and I want to live? Forever? No, I don't want to live forever. Well, how about a thousand years? I don't want to. I have I'm, all my friends to be gone. What if you could turn them into your vampire coven? I do not. Like Armand. Armand. And, and Stephen like, Ray. Which he immediately then killed all of his friends. Yeah, he was not a good actor in this. Oh, but also like, not a well-written character. No, he wasn't well-written. Yeah, I hated his, his look too. Like with his long like mane hair. He was ridiculous. He wasn't very charismatic in this film either. He couldn't even save this film. You're, you're a really weird guy. You're, you're like, I'm, I'm whatever I am, but you're, you're, Do you think you're, I'm weirder than you? Yeah. Weird? Cause you're pretty weird. I, I don't think that weird though. You don't think so? You think you're just a meat and potatoes type I mean, of blue collar guy? So. No, I, don't, I don't, I don't, no, I don't. You're, you can't you're, deal with technology. You're a construction <laughs> you now. don't, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> by comparing them to you. No, you did, you, did it, you, know, you did it in a way that was like uh, very <laughs> condescending. Can't work the VCR, old timer. You fucking, you can't do home improvement projects. Can't work on your life. What, what can you do? I tell what jokes. can you do? I come here and <laughs> tell, I tell jokes. jokes. You don't think that's weird? <laughs> I don't know. That's what I do best. I don't have a lot of, let me leave you alone. I just have a, <laughs> I don't have a lot of skills. I don't have a lot of talents. You think I'm that weird though? Well, I mean, I think there's weirdness about me, certainly. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> I think there's weirdness. No, I think if you that. polled, poll, I think if you poll our audience, I, I, 70% would want to be vampires. I think we'll hold off on that for right now. Because <laughs> um, you know I'm right. Yeah. 70% want to be vampires. You want to be a vampire? No, I'm not going to ask that. It's stupid. <laughs> no, you have uh, to put the This movie, on. not good. I, I would not recommend it. Wait, I do want to talk about the direction a little bit, if that's okay. Neil Jordan, okay. Yeah. So, um, Who I don't particularly love, by the way. I really like the cry. So we talked about the crying game briefly yeah. and I'd forgotten this stuff, but now I, I went back and thought about it again and like looked into it. And now I remember it. And I, that's actually a really good film. He's also a novelist too. I think he's a pretty, yeah. Uh, he's written some books. He's, I won- uh, he did directed Nell with Jodie Foster, which is a bizarre movie. <sighs> I never, actually, I never saw Nell. It's I know strange. what it is about. Of course. He also did the brave one with Jodie Foster, which I haven't seen. It's about her going vigilante. Yes. That was um, him. Yeah. That w- okay. And the end of the affair, which was like a Ralph Fiennes movie, I think. He's done some things. Rafe finds. Is it Rafe? It's not Ralph. I can't remember. Um, The brave one. So anyway, I think uh, like he won an Oscar for the screenplay. Might have even best picture for the crying game too. He did not win best picture. He wrote that. Yes. Yeah. And he did not win best picture. Maybe he didn't. No, I know he didn't. Maybe he was not. Crying did not win best picture. It won. Definitely won screenplay. Oh, it was that. That was that year. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, um, the beginning shots. I really like. So San Francisco. Yeah, so you hit the bridge and yeah. So what's going? Yeah, so you do a three sixty shot above the the Bay Bridge. It's not the Golden Gate, but above the Bay Bridge, and that that's the first shot. Okay. Second shot is looking at the bridge and basically hovering over the bridge all the way down through the Embarcadero, which is the port of uh, San Francisco, looking at Market Street, like closer, 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 and then the third shot is street level, and then you're there and you're seeing the action. I, I really thought that was a cool one. The other cool shot I really like is the first time you see, I think it's the first time you see Lestat. It's um, Brad Pitt is, you know, he lost his wife or whatever. He's in a bar gambling and shit's going wrong. People are, you know, calling him out and stuff. And you see, then there's a shot um, from the balcony and it's above Lestat's shoulder down on Brad Pitt who whatever, and then gets up and goes out and you see like you follow Lestat as he, as he goes after him. I think those shots are really cool. And then just throughout that you have, I think you have some really pretty, Pretty shots. I think he does a pretty good job with this film. I like the bridge shot, and I yeah. like until you kind of, like you said, you hit kind of that that bay at Market Street. Yeah. But then once you go street level, it loses me um, because now we're seeing faces, and it kind of just took me out a bit. Um, well, I think it's just like, you know. I think they're trying to show the, mod- like, it's modern, because we spend so much time in the past. Yeah. They're trying to show, hey, right now we're, we're Well, yeah, you see the bridge day. and lights and all that stuff. Right, yeah, but also course. the faces, and the people, though, and yeah. the clothes, and that's all, I think, really telling and really important to Jordan was trying to show there. Yeah. But at some point though, it is a little jarring because you to go because you're kind of when you when a movie starts, you're kind of looking for familiar faces in some level. You can't help it. Like, so I can see that. Like am I supposed to know these people? Right. But you're not. They're just there for ambiance, which is fine. It's not, it's definitely interesting credit sequence. I do like the bridge shot. And I love how the movie ends in the bridge too. Yeah, like, that's, that's I love is a strong term. I, I enjoy, I guess, on some level. Yeah, it's a neat one. Um, and that's the golden gate. That's the Golden that's, Gate? That's okay. the second one. Uh, right. Yeah, so the first the one's Bridge. Bay Bridge. The okay. second one is, uh, is Golden Gate, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I actually don't mind. I think Tom Cruise kind of figures out. The, the, here's the other thing with the ending, too. Yeah. So, you know, this whole movie, we're hearing Brad Pitt be this melodramatic, kind of total wet blanket. It's really not a fun movie to watch. No. And at the end, Tom Cruise calls Brad Pitt's characters out for whining the entire time. Which is a funny line. It is a funny is line. Absolutely true. But now you've just basically took the legs out of your movie. You have. It's a funny line too because Lestat hasn't had a conversation with um with Brad Pitt's character for a hundred fifty years. Right. Like since they since he but left. They were him. together for a long time and he Yeah, I you're mean, right. I spent two hours with his character and I knew he whined all the time. He was a whiner. And it was just like I I was just I was kind of surprised. I don't know if I've ever seen a movie basically like Critique itself like that? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder so did you not see any value in Brad Pitt's struggle between am I a good guy or am I a bad guy? No. You no, didn't I'm, see any value there? I didn't care. I guess it was tough I to care. I don't care about vampires. I don't care about... I, I don't care about these I people. I mean, can you get past the vampire part, though, and, like, kind of put your... Just think about people? Not really? Uh, no, they didn't behave like people. They yeah. didn't behave like normal human beings either. You couldn't relate to these people. Yeah, that's true. So there were a lot of things kind of going against it. Um, this movie also spent a lot of time trying to 
you know, explain the day-to-day life of a vampire, which is fine. I, I, I don't mind that idea, that premise of like, hey, you know, here's how it would really be if vampires were here. Right. So to ask me to forget their vampires when all I'm being reminded of the entire movie is that is they're vampires. vampires yeah. I, you, there's a tough task. Right. Okay, but still, he was a human, and so you're seeing him struggle with humanity. I guess that's what they're trying to do, but they did it in a terrible way, and I also just don't care. They, they kill people so leisurely. They do. That's a it's tough, not like that's you have to, to know any of the victims. No. So it wasn't like you felt a lot of pain when they died. He was almost kind of like, oh. Well, except when, for um, Dunst's character. Right. Yeah. But then she, which is so strange too. So the Kirsten Dunst character basically is being punished because she murdered a vampire, which I don't mind that. That's fine, I guess. But they killed the Kirsten Dunst's like uh, guardian. Yeah, they just don't give a shit. She, but that's killing a vampire. They should all be in just much trouble as Kirsten Dunst. Not a bad, not, yeah. You just saw that's right through fair. their ruse. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So why didn't Kirsten, I guess maybe they just caught on fire. I was like, why wouldn't she just go under that woman's dress, which was like the size of a fucking tent? Like she just crawled mm-hmm. under the desk. Uh, the, the, sorry, the, 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 the dress. The dress didn't seem to, the dress also burnt to I guess it did burn to as a crisp, well, which so. is, I don't really, I don't know why dresses would burn. I guess maybe it's if almost the f- like they didn't really think about this too much and it was stupid and it didn't make a lot of sense. There's a few things that they didn't think about. Yeah. So here's where I didn't like the directing is whenever they, when they turned Brad Pitt to a vampire, Kristen Dunst to a fucking vampire, they get all pretty afterwards after they die. And even the blood on their face dries up and goes nowhere. It's like, why wouldn't you still have blood on your face? It's not your blood. You drank someone else's blood. It would still be on your face. That makes no sense. Or how about when Kristen Dunst cuts Tom Cruise's face? The, the cut heals. It does heal. But then she cuts his throat. It doesn't. Yeah, that would heal. Oh, because of the laudanum. The laudanum, because um, she, he, I know, it's not good. He drank dead blood, so it wasn't rejuvenative. It was, um, it, 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 it actually sped his, his demise. Mm. So he couldn't heal himself because of the dead blood. Uh, it's, it's oh, not, right, I mean, right. it's not a very good, ex- but that's the excuse. Can we, can we do something else? Oh, you really want to move on to the next thing? You're I really know. psyched to move on to the next thing. Jesus Christ. People thought it was really violent. I didn't think it was that violent. Do you think that's just speak modern eyes on this thing? Yeah, I guess Oprah Winfrey. Did you see that? Yeah, she walked out after she like out. 10 minutes or something. Was that violent? That seems like someone trying to make a, you know, like not that she wasn't famous, but 94, she wasn't. This, yeah, I think she was trying to, that's something that's a show business move, I think. Yeah. Um, is it too violent? Uh, I don't think, I don't it, was think it was that violent. It was, not comparatively. I saw Saving Private Ryan. I mean, there's a lot of blood. But like it's a vampire movie. It's a vampire. It's a radar vampire movie. I don't know people. There was something to the fact that this was like the highest budget monster film to date. Sure. Uh, you know, usually that was really treated as a kind of a B movie, and you got kind of the scraps and a very small budget. Um, and this was sixty seven million dollars, so they had money to do stuff. Yeah, I mean, you think about it, you have like Tom Cruise, the biggest movie star in the world. Yeah. In kind of a schlocky, in some level. I know they try to take it seriously, but they don't. And like a monster movie. It's a, it's a strange move for him. I don't hate the idea of doing this if you're Tom Cruise. I just hate how it turned out. Um, yeah, do something different. That's fine. Try something. That's that fine. That cast, though, like, that, think about that cast for a second. It's actually a good cast. Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, Antonio Banderas. Kristen Dunst. And even Kirsten Dunst. And then even like Thandie Newton's Kristen. in this. I know, right. Like, pr- right, right before a break. She did, ooh, she did so, like Jefferson in Paris or something right after this. Which and then just, she broke. It's kind of crazy. That, that, like that cast, yeah. you, you know, it's just interesting. And then Truth About Charles, I think was right after. She got she got yeah. big kind of soon, and within the next few years, she got kind of big. And she worked with Cruz again in Mission Impossible. That's too, right. Too. And I guess she said he was really weird on set. Oh, I mean. There's a whole article that just came out like a couple months ago, like how like she was basically saying like, she w- she felt like she was being put in like dangerous situations in that. It's oh, an interesting really? article. Yeah, check that out. Oh, I'd love to see it. Yeah. Maybe can do you think you could find it and tweet it out? I'd love to Yeah, I think it's somewhere. Yeah. I'd Come love on. to see it. No, Here I know, but it might maybe the yeah. audience is gonna hear this too. They might yeah. like it. It's, a, it's a really cool. Cause she does like a whole takedown of like the industry. Cool. Like she's pretty fearless in it. She's basically like, here's what happened with this, 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 and um I don't I, I mean, I'm. I would not be surprised if he's a weird dude. He doesn't. He. I think he pretends to be a real boy, and he's not. Like, oh, he t- he tries so hard to be an old human being, and it, yeah, it's, yeah, it doesn't go well. Yeah. Uh, but that's how you can become a skilled actor. Is just if you start with a blank slate with nothing there. Yeah, you just pretend. You have to pretend all the time. Um, yeah, there were some. Other, I guess we don't have to talk about. Any, I guess we can move on. You want to move I'm on? Fine. I mean, this movie. This will not be my bottom five. We all know this song. Can we move on? <laughs> yeah. 
I'd love to. I mean, there, that's the problem with yeah. things like this is there. Some of these songs are, that are hit number one are so vapid. Like, there's just not. There's just nothing here. There's, like, not much to talk about. It's You can only rail on adult contemporary music so much before people are just like, yeah, we get it. It's bad. Like, it's a collection of bad. It's just bad stuff. I have a question for you. I have stuff. But, yeah, well, you can, if you want to start yeah, there, ask me a question. Yeah. So, like, you know, listen to this. This, this is a song written for women. Like, explicitly. Oh, yeah. Like, 100%. So, like, you know, they don't really mean what they're saying. Like they're saying this because they think that's what women want to hear. That's exactly right. So would you, and they're, they're rich, you know, they, they, you know, they, they done very well. Oh, this was number one for 14 weeks. I mean, this, sure. the, this album sold 15 million. Like that's why I always ask, like, would you, and you always usually say, yes, would you do that? Would you do a song like this? Yep. One. If one song gave me whatever, $5 million. Yeah, of course. Of course. Because then you can, it just, it, the rest. So yeah, this one moment that I'm making uh, dictates like the rest of my life I can be right. free I mean of course you do it but then you get pigeonholed like then you can never really escape it because people will want more you're gonna want more money like every very no. few people can walk away I can yeah there's no need I don't need you to say s- that but I think they probably you know I bet they never thought they'd be doing this I'm shit. really secure that not on this level but I have walked away from things that were would have been potentially financially more beneficial or would have put me in a particular light because I, I didn't want to I didn't want to do it. I, I, I'm really confident that I would walk away from this afterwards. I also don't need a hundred million. I mean, if I want to be Batman, but, uh, but I don't need a hundred million, you know, to, to like do whatever I want for the rest of my life. I don't, I don't need that kind of like everything after a certain point, it doesn't matter after like 5 million. It doesn't even really matter. You know what I mean? Like at some point the money's not, it just, it doesn't, who cares? Like I can buy everything I want. I'm going to have a house in a nice place and a good life. Wouldn't you do it? Uh, I don't know. So let's say, would you do that? There's, it's a hard analog, right? So would you be on, let's say, would you be like a character on a sitcom that was like fucking Bob loves Abishola or something right. some, for some say for one season or really something, corny if, it, show. if it sets you up for the rest of your life. Yeah. I really, that's hope, harder. I really hope time. I wouldn't. You hope you wouldn't just I, one. I just think it's just so, it's just so corny. Like, I just think it's, it's just, I, I just, that's what people, I guess what people know them for though. Like they, that's what they're, but only some people, though, like people who were fans of yours. So if you created good content outside of that, but the fans that listen to you know you, they're not gonna like those fans wouldn't. But I would have the funds to market my own shit at that point. See what I mean? I, I do. I just don't think it ever works that way. Like I, very few people can do like a total. Some people can, um, but very few can do like a total like one eighty in their career. I'm sure. So I can't think. I haven't looked into it, but I'm sure that there are one hit wonder people out there who are doing music that they love to do and are successful at it. So I have a story here that, that is, is the reason I kind of brought that up. So um, a buddy I went to high school with yeah. um, was living in California and he saw an ad for a, a band needing a bassist. He's a bassist. He's a very talented bassist. Went to school for music and everything. Yeah. And he went and it was a band called Hybrid Theory. Yeah. And he went and played with them and he's like, and they liked him and they're like, do you want to be in the band? And he's like, no, I really don't like your kind of your style of music. Why do you audition? Did he just not know until he got there? He didn't know who they were. And oh. They just needed a bassist. And he was, I think, somewhat new to the area in California. And he just like wanted to check it out. And he went and he's like, oh, this, this just isn't for me. Uh, and then he was driving on a bridge in California. I don't know which one. He wasn't in, in San Francisco. He was in, he's more LA area. Yeah. And uh, he's like, uh, and that was off the album Hybrid Theory by Lincoln Park. Yeah. And, so it he, been and he, he said he, it like really put him in like it, it really depressed him. For, it should. That was a bad time. choice. But like, but he doesn't like that music though. He still doesn't like the music and I don't like the music either. Yeah. I don't like it either. Like, can you play that music for a long time? No. Um, I, but I could do it for a, I mean, just like any job that you do, if you're not passionate about, people have careers in things that they're not passionate about and they do it. The difference is those people usually have to work their entire life to then finally, I guess, retire and play some golf as an elderly person. I mean, if you could give one year of your life or, you know, six months of your life in order to set yourself up for the rest of the, the rest of the way, you, I think you do it. He didn't know. Like that's a different scenario. He right, didn't know. It is a different scenario. But, 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 but he, but he does say though, if he had a chance to go do it again, he would. He would. Yeah, I would too. Absolutely. So I was like, oh, you know, if, yeah, I mean, if someone said to me, someone who I despise, Mariah Carey says, Matt, I want you to be, you know, a backup singer and yeah. play like guitar on my tour. I'd do it for a year and then I'd be done. 
Actually, maybe not. I don't know because they wouldn't pay me that much. Like, okay, pay me a million dollars to do right. it. Oh, Matt, I really love your song construction and you're honest with me. I, I want you to I, produce I my I, record. I hope I wouldn't sell. I hope I wouldn't. I, but it's, I, I, don't, I, don't I don't see that as selling out. Like, definition you have a, of selling out. No, you have a career. You have a career otherwise. Like, were you selling out by being a salesperson? By not by not doing what you love and instead trading your hours for being a salesperson? No. No, uh, no I don't think so. Well, you wouldn't be trading your art either. I wouldn't be selling I guess I, my I'll art. I get the art differently. I guess I work a bit more of like a... Most people do, and yeah. I think it's bullshit, actually. Mm. I really think it's bullshit. It's a skill set that you have that you're monetizing just because you don't love it. Like, I don't love everything I do for work. But, uh, but there's a difference between that and the stuff that I do love. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, would we sell this podcast out? Say, um, a, say, uh... <laughs> like uh, EI, not EI, who's the parent company of the intercom says, we're going to pay you a hundred thousand dollars to be the primary sponsor on your podcast for one year. Would we do it? Uh, I Cause that's, that basically I, makes I, us full time doing this. Right. I'd have, I'd have some real, you know, especially I, I would have some real, I have some real problems with that. Yeah. That would be a hard one for me too. Cause I know or the Red they, Sox sponsoring, right. You know, for like, I mean, some certain, of those things when you know the companies behave, I think it's a little different because you know these is. companies are behaving immorally and irresponsibly. That's different. But like, let's say it was like, let's just let's just not use them. Let's say it was like, um, I don't know, Cumberland it? Farms. No, even something more embarrassing. Like, oh, like, um, yeah, like um, Depends Diapers. Right. Hey, Depends Diapers is going to be the official sponsor of Quantum Week. We'll we'll pay you a hundred thousand dollars a year, and and I would be fine with that. I would be fine with that because we could make so fun. Of, it we could like do so it I'm in okay, a way. I'm okay with with, yeah. with that, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris's poop take. Yeah, <laughs> it fit right in. <laughs> that was mad by the way doing the poop. Oh no, it wasn't. Yeah, so it was, I did anyway. not sound authentic. I wouldn't lie. All right, so what do you got in this? Um, I mean, this is like an adult contemporary song for like for a lifetime movie starring like Anne Murray or something. That's what this is. If you listen to the begin, the the problem that I have with it is it's not even constructed well. Where is the? Let me look at the number one. Listen to these horns. Like, if you're gonna do it, at least, like, have, you know, a passionate, like, symphonic thing happen. It's one, okay, so we can give um, someone like um, uh, Celine Dion a lot of crap, because ultimately, she should get a lot of crap, but at least her her songs are kind of orchestrated well. There's, like, some passion there. They're using Cassiotone's shitty-ass keyboard, bullshit fake horn sounds, stupid sounds in it. It's like, you have, they just got off of an album. They were a big hit. They sold nine million copies of their debut album. Nine fucking million. They did a Christmas album afterwards because they're sellouts. Fuck them. But they had money. They had, they had fucking money. They had power. They had everything. everything, They had baby face wrote this. Um, you know, I know he's sort of another one of those adult contemporary baby love and baby face. Like, you know, they get together and they've created the worst shit that we've ever heard. But still like, he's a big name, you know, he's known as being, he also worked with like TLC and some other better bands. Uh, and, and still like it's orchestrated horribly. Their vocals are actually really bad too. They're, he's out of, they're out of tune in a lot of spots on here. I know this is 94 and you know, things sound a little bit different then than now everything's pitch corrected now to a fault, but nothing is good about this. And it hit number one for 14 weeks on the hot 100. Not only that, um, it was number one on the R and B chart, the adult contemporary chart, the top 40 chart and the fucking rhythmic chart. I don't even know what that one is, but like all the charts, this was everywhere. It, it sold. You heard this song all the time. All this, I know. It made me want to shoot. My, the problem is too. Like it came off of this. This is what their first album was like. This is much better. It is. I mean, it's still not my genre, but like, this is fun. This is fun. Yeah. But edit edit. So that's Motown Philly from their first album, and and that that's like they. And if you listen to it, I was listening to some of their tracks in their first album. There's some cool stuff. Even the end of the road isn't a bad song. It's acapella. It's way better than this better fucking than this. bullshit yeah, song. Is. This bullshit song. And then they follow up with it with a stupid bullshit Mariah Carey song. You know, the next year that they did that duet that's with that that yeah. gets us in trouble, which we won't name. Um, but but that like that's where they go. It's like they got successful doing kind of a new Jack Swing Philly sound um, with their four part harmonies, and then they went just a hundred percent into you know fucking marriage music like wedding music 
You know, wedding music for fucking yuppies. That's what they went to. Sucks. Um, then this song was supplanted by another song on their album on bended knee. So they had like 17 weeks in a row of number one. It's crazy. And that one's a bullshit song too. Hopefully oh, we won't run into that anytime soon. This is the problem for me is this hat. This is a really tough time period for music. I really think so. If you look at this top 10, I, you, I disagree. Oh, if you look at it, just, I guess just pop, by the t- pop, pop, pop music. music. Yes. Right. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, there's some other good stuff going. This is a little like, bit post grunge, like, and you've got this right is like peak grunge. That, yeah, you're right. You've got um, yeah, Soundgarden's Nirvana, really like doing Pearl awesome Jam. shit, and yeah, you're right. But, but that, the pop stations really maybe that's so why maybe they were lost. Like, they lo- yeah, because they really weren't playing the the stuff that we were listening they to weren't. on the pop stations. No, uh, that really switched over probably around grunge. I mean, we were definitely hearing Smells Like Teen Spirit and like Jeremy and that type of stuff on the radio for a while. Yep. But then after, maybe it was after 10 and never mind, it kind of switched. It kind of switched, yeah. Maybe there were enough adults listening to um, top 40 stations were like, we're not, we're not, we're not making this change with you. Mm. And so then, you know, you had this bullshit, but listen to the top 10. Um, I'll make love to you. All I want to do by Cheryl Crow. She's not the worst thing ever, but that's not a very good yeah, song. She's okay. Um, another night. I actually don't mind that song that much. Another night by um. Oh, the real McCoy. That's uh, like listen to this bullshit. The real McCoy. Oh yeah. I mean, it's like this pseudo dance, like not just kind of adult contemporary dance. Then you've got um. <laughs> this is actually the best one on here. This 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 song hit number one a few weeks later. Hot Stepper? Yeah. You remember this one? Yeah, I do. I, I, Maybe you don't like it, but I, 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 yeah. there's, there's something there for me. It's better than this song. Than Way the, better. Song. But still, it's got, you know, that was that's the most unique one here. Then you've got Secret by Madonna. Do you remember oh, that one? Secret Madonna is really boring, right? This is, yeah, this is, this like, is like old Madonna, Madonna, even though she's 90, it's 94. Well, this is like that, uh, remember the League of Their Own song she had? Oh, this yeah. is like Playground. She became really boring for a while. She then she did. did the end of the decade though. She, she got, got some little, good stuff. Yeah, she got a little more and then aggressive. She, then it's no more. But um, and then you've got fucking um, another terrible. Do I not? I didn't get it. But always by Bon Jovi. So oh, Bon Jovi goes yeah. from rock to adult contemporary. I don't too. like Bon Jovi. Me neither. But still, like mid. When was it? Mid eighties, eighty six. Whenever they did, mm-hmm. you know, living on a prayer stuff. Yep. yep. It's not phenomenal. But it's not slippery when wet album, right? I think you know what it was? that's what it is. Yeah, that's not. It's still not bad. But like less than ten years later, and right. he's doing adult contemporary music. Come on. Yeah. I wonder what Aerosmith must have done. This kind of say that was a little bit later in the decade where you got like crazy. Yeah, and crying was like, and all uh, that stuff. Yeah, it was like ninety six, ninety seven because you had Alicia Silverstone. Those, yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe 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 it was ninety five. Something. It was around here. Yeah. It's but true. It's kind of like all the big rock bands went fucking adult contemporary. This is a tough. This is a tough spot for yeah. music. To well, me. the rock bands had nowhere to go because they couldn't do grunge. Yeah, so they, right. They were kind That's of right. Yeah. So what's gonna sell? I give Aerosmith well, credit because those albums sold like that crazy, like all those that that whole yeah time I know. period. Those those albums sold. They did sell. Not it's not my favorite. I do like Aerosmith early Aerosmith a lot actually, but uh, I'm, I'm, I I can't do Aerosmith anymore. Oh, there's some really I'm good. Just done with them. I can understand some of the radio stuff. Definitely. Yeah. There's, there's some good stuff. Um, just push play. That song is amazing. It's yeah. amazingly can't constructed. Do it anymore. They, check check out that song sometime. All right. All right. Uh, but to round it out was Endless Love, which was the cover by Luther Vandross and Mariah Carey. Oof. My endless love. That one. Yeah. Um, really tough time period. And this just does us no favors because this is like, this was one of the top selling singles of the year. Yeah. Uh, it was like, I think it was number three. And then you have one of the top selling albums of the year, like 15, it was 12 or 13 at that time. But I mean, they just dominated. And so that's what, you know, we were, we had to get fucking exposed to. Um, cheesy stuff. Oh, fucking lyrics too. Oh, this, I mean, got, this is that's what they wrote. This is uh, this is like what they imagine a woman wants to hear. But they <sighs> close. Wait, hold on. I'm not gonna read the whole thing. For tonight is just your night. So you got night, night. We're gonna celebrate all through the night. You got three nights <laughs> in the first stanza. Then they miss one here. This is stupid. Like they miss they they miss the easy one here. Pour the wine, light the fire. Girl, your wish is my command. I submit to your demands. It should have been desire. Desire, yeah. Right? I mean, uh, not because it would have been good, but yeah. it would have been like... Maybe they're trying to do like a... You know, they were trying switch, to flip it up a little switch, bit. Then, yeah. but, but why didn't someone catch the fact that they said night three times on the stands up below? Great. 
It's bad. I the video's bad too. It's like from the, it's it's from the idea that this did you, did you watch the video? Yeah. Is this woman um has her, a security system installed in yes. her house? So that you know that why guy, is she having her security right. system installed? And then the guy doing the install, she like wants to have sex with. Right. She's like, hey, can I get you a drink? Why does it be the cable guy? What is the security part was a weird thing to me. But. It's weird because it's like what is what is she you know what is she afraid of? Right. <laughs> Is she afraid of this stalker guy? No, she's just, she, is she preying on him? Did she know this hot guy worked for a fucking security, security company? I want to get his ass in here so I can seduce him. And then he doesn't bang her. He goes home and he's like all conflicted and he writes her a letter mm. and it's the lyrics to the song, which suck. And she's looking at the lyrics of the song being like, you said night three times yeah. in the stanza, you fucker. Well, maybe he's not the brightest guy. He's just trying <laughs> no, to he's not. do a security system and have a nice life. So, and it's doo-wop. Like the song is written doo-wop. Um, and it, you know, doo-wop is good here. I know it's old, but it's really pretty. Yeah. I, I like this stuff actually. That's doo-wop. This is like fucking adult contemporary destroyed doo-wop. I really like the Billy Joel. Are you Billy? I really like Billy Joel. Um, I can tolerate some. I like some of his stuff. Mostly. I think he's a miss, but yeah. Which one? The Innocent Man album. Um, that, that's actually a good song. And it's all different 50s genres. Every song is a different genre. Yeah, so the one and, that he does, uh, they, they uh, do Uptown some, Girl? Uptown Girl. That's not bad. Yeah, and they have like all, but they have like some do-up and do-up influences within that, yeah. that album. And it's kind of fun. It's kind of modern. I, I'm, I'm also Billy Joel. I, I remember I lived in Wild until I was nine. In the so 80s. So you're an apologist. I get yeah, it. Yeah, no, I, I will defend Billy Joel. I, I know people hate him. That's fine. I think he's great. He's done some amazing, like, she's got a way about her. It's a great song. He's she, he's done some really phenomenal songs, but a lot of it, I'm just kind of like, yeah. he's kind of, it's the parallel. Elton John, same thing. He's done some crazy really good like songs. Elton John a lot. There's some crazy good ones, but then there's a lot of shit. Like, a lot. I don't listen to any Elton John post, like, 1980. Like well, no. Everything I listen to Elton John is in the 70s. So they've been really prolific, both of them, and I'd say each one of them have, have 10 songs that I really like, and then the rest of them I'm just not into. Oh, no. I'll give Billy Joel the over. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Yeah. I understand. You're an apologist. Um, I think that's all I really want to say about this fucking subject. Yeah, me too. Let's move on. <sighs> all right. Okay. I'm, I'm ready. All right. Personal stories. So let's talk about, uh, this is a story that takes place over a wide spin of time, yeah. but it ends uh, at this week or almost this week in, in time. Okay. Um, so let's talk about bicycles. So um, my first bike uh, was uh, like this little blue bike. It had, a, you know, obviously had training wheels. And then I was about five or six, just about every kid, you know, you'd take the training wheels off. Yeah. My dad was a stagehand at Radio City Music Hall uh, and then eventually in Broadway. And so he would work kind of crazy hours. So mm. like, he would come home like the last island rare, the Broadway is a little better. He'd get home a little earlier. Um, but he wouldn't get home to like 11 o'clock at night, but I was really a kind of an night owl kind of kid. I grew up in kind of like a really, I had a kind of bizarre schedule. Did he have to stay through the end of the show? Mm -hmm. He did. Okay. Yep. And then cause it's Broadway, like wasn't too much, like it wasn't too hard to kind of like get stuff. Cause it's the same thing every day. Right. So like you can get you, they, those guys are just get, get out pretty quick. Yeah. And sometimes you catch the earlier train. Like it sucked. If you guys like five minutes late, you, like oh. you, you have to wait like a whole hour for the next train. That sucked. Um, but he, so he usually would be home, I think around like 11 twenties when he come home. So, um, especially I got on the weekends, but even sometimes during school nights, he would see if I was awake, which I always was. And then he, uh, He's like, all right, well, let's go on how to ride a bike. So I learned how to ride a bike. In the middle of the night. Middle of the night. <laughs> um, like, I don't ever remember learning how to ride a bike with the daylight. And yeah. I sucked at learning how to ride a bike. I was terrible. Like, I, I just couldn't, I'm not good with stuff like that. Like, I just struggled with, like, I kept, like, doing the brake. And then I would, like, I was so afraid of falling over. I yeah. was, like, I didn't, I wasn't the kind of kid that got hurt a lot. So I was, like, always kind of afraid of getting hurt when... After I got, got a little older, I got hurt more. I, you have less fear because you're like, oh, totally. it isn't so bad. Yeah, it's not that but bad. at this point in my life, I hadn't really gotten hurt too much. So I, I was just kind of always cautious and nervous. And my dad, I remember him like with a cigarette in his mouth, like, you know, trying to get me to go. And, you know, I, you know, and we did this for like, I, it, it probably wasn't as long. It feels, it feels in my mind like months. I know it wasn't, but it probably took a few weeks. Yeah. And I got the hang of it like every kid, you know, I had to ride a bike. And, um, and then when I was about eight, I think it was, I was eight that Christmas, I got a new bike. I got a, uh, uh, a Diamondback bike, which is like a black and white bike, which is kind of cool, like BMX type bike in the eighties. And uh, it was, but it was a one speed, but you know, it was yeah, like a regular bike, right. but it was really perfect. Stunt like, bike, basically. Kind of, but like not, it wasn't like a true, you know, it was right. for an eight year old it was. And, uh, but it went, it went faster than my other bike. So I felt like I was going really quick. 
And uh, it was very suburban where I lived in Rhode Island. So it was kind of the perfect bike for that. But then when I was nine, we moved to New Hampshire and it wasn't super great because mm. you really need the speeds to go up the hills. Um, totally. And I was going much longer distances and stuff. And then, so when I was, I still had that bike though. But when I was, so my dad then, uh, when I was 10, got diagnosed with cancer. And it was uh, that you were that young yeah, when he was diagnosed? It was uh, October 1990. And I know, I think we talked about that part. Did we talk about 1990 and him being diagnosed? We haven't yet, because that's a whole story. Okay. We'll save that one. That's oh. a whole, that's All a whole right. chunk of change. So um, uh, he went through some pretty serious treatments. Yeah. And then uh, he went into remission for a couple of years. And then we got, when he went into remission, he bought himself a bike. He wanted to do some like mountain biking and stuff. Uh, it was a, it was a, a light blue bike. And it was like the 90s. So it had like kind of like specks of like a darker color to it had a black seat and black handlebars and it had a bunch of speeds. It was a pretty nice bike. And, uh, but my dad, like, I think had like these inclinations to do all this mountain biking, but really didn't. And then like, by the time I was like 12 or 13, like that bike kind of just became my bike. Like he would maybe throw it in the truck and go out mountain biking, but most time he would, and then eventually he got sicker too. So eventually it just became like my bike. So I would just bring it, you know, I, I, he taught me how to use the speeds and I went and did it. Must've been kind of big for you too, though. It was, it was big. Anytime he used the bike, I have to then go and adjust the seat. Because my dad was 6'2", and I was at that, I didn't grow till later. So I was like, you know, 4'11", 5'1". So I had to like, you know, fix the seat, you know, push it all the way down, you know, the whole thing. Um, but he didn't ride it that much. I, as time went on, I had to adjust the seat less and less. Yeah. And then he got sicker and sicker. And then, you know, by 94, he basically, January 94, he basically got like his death sentence. Like, oh, you're not gonna, you're, you know, there's no, you know, remission is over. The cancer's back and you've had so much treatments. We really can't do anything else again. Now it's just about being comfortable. So that year I was 14. And so then it becomes like it's my bike, you know, yeah. cause he's not going anywhere. And then by the end of the summer, he was completely bedridden. Um, and so in, November um, is my birthday. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of where we are now. And um, my dad was incredibly sick. We'd have doctors and hospice nurses come to the house and basically say like, so he should be dead and he's not. So it could really happen like as I'm here and he would just keep living. He was 42 and he just like, you know, his heart was really strong. Yeah. So he was basically kind of keeping this guy alive that shouldn't have been. Yeah. Um, the cancer by that point had been, it's in the liver. It was, ev- it was everywhere. It was like completely overtaking him. So they were just like pumping him with as much pain medicine. And he didn't want to go to a hospital. So he demanded being at home. Yeah. And it was just like, it was just kind of a nightmare. Like yeah, it was I mean, awful. I, I don't blame him. I wouldn't want to be in a hospital for my no, last. No, but it is taxing on the family. That is true. Um, and, uh, you know, you're just dealing with, you know, this angry guy that's, you know, dying in front of you and you got to take care of it. It was, it was awful. It was like, so this, this moment in life is like a, like, this is like the worst, the worst like moment of my life. Like yeah. th- this time period, this exact time period. I know we talked about like January 95 before and that he had died December 13th. So right. was, you do feel kind of a relief when they die. Almost like, oh, I got my life back. It's selfish and feels that way. But when you're dealing with this guy who's cancer for four years, you, you it's just like, no, just, it's constant I, anguish I, I for you. I need to catch my breath, you yeah. know? And, um, so this is like, you're, I was deep in it. Like I would always, every day I get up and go, mom, is dad dead yet? No. Like, you know, did, did he live tonight? All right, I guess I'll go to school. And of course my grades are like, I'm flunking out everything. I'm sure. a mess. I'm like, I'm barely keeping my shit together. And, uh, so my birthday, so, um, uh, dad calls me up to the bedroom. So I go upstairs. He's like, I want to give you a gift. And he gave me that bike. That was the last thing he ever gave me was that, was that blue bike. Yeah. But it was already my bike, but he, he was so, it was just like, and it was like, I remember thinking to myself, wow, this, this cancer, this is a guy that made six figures a year as a stagehand. He used to buy me everything I'd ever want. I never once had a Christmas go by where I didn't get what I want. Only one time it was a Nintendo 8-bit and I got it the next year. I had, you know, he was incredibly generous father and the cancer had stripped this guy of everything. And he still wanted to give me a gift, which was, which was, nice you know but like you know it was gonna I, you didn't like, have much I was like you know i didn't you know, but it's like dad if you could be dead next week i would have the bike anyway oh. uh you know but even but it's just like this guy had nothing to give and it's like i remember thinking to myself wow this cancer has completely stripped this guy of everything like he, he has, can't even provide he can't provide nothing. he has nothing now and he came he couldn't go to the store like he said he was he was bedridden for months at that point and uh it was just it was like this sad and i you know obviously you say thank you and you know uh, but I never rode the bike after that. You never rode it? No, I didn't. Just I, couldn't do it. Yeah, it wasn't, it just, at the, oddly, it didn't feel like my bike anymore. And um, I, uh, I, my bre- my buddies got their license. You know, I turned 15 um, that year. That was the year I turned 15. Right. And my buddies were all older than me. So, you know, I didn't really, I didn't really have a need for a bike anymore. And um, it kind of sat in the basement for a while and the tires eventually like went flat and I actually gave it to a kid. Um, you know, storybook things like it's still in my basement. I, but like, no, at no. some point though, it, just, it was so sad to look at it that you kind of just like, sh- I shoved it away. It, just, it was just like, it was just like, 
it was just so sad. Like this is it was like it was like it was like a sign of like this period of my life. It was like right, I'm I'm good with this. I don't yeah. really need to look at this anymore. Um, but this this was the like or whatever. A week later is when I got that bike. The last thing that I gave me. Heavy. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is a really 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 bad time for me. This 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 moment in, in life is really hard. I guess the next month is kind of bad too because that's when he dies. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, but this is this is almost worse because this this is really bad. This, yeah. is, this was really 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 bad. So yeah, I look at this time like oh, yeah, Pulp Fiction. But I remember I told you I saw Pulp Fiction in January. I saw Pulp Fiction after, after he died, yeah. and it was almost like, and that's I probably love the movie so much in a bizarre way, and like it helped me fall in love with the film because I had something else to to. I, I had yeah this, to concentrate. You on. had this like part of your when when you're going through when someone you love dies like and you're and they die in like a long slow death and it's like and it's someone very close to your immediate family it takes up your brain like your brain is filled with it you're constantly thinking about it it's constantly it's just con- you just you can't escape it it's like a prison and when he does die when they do die it's almost like you have parts of your brain that are open again yeah and it's like oh what can i fill them with right and when you realize you can fill them with joyous things like things you enjoy for me it's movies it is like it's almost like a shot of like adrenaline and love. it's just it completely changes your perspective and it just it brightens up your your world i, may, I miss my dad every day yeah but, um, of course yeah okay thanks for telling us yeah there you go bicycles do you, that's do you, the most emotional i got in the show yeah right now, yeah did you ever ride again ever do you ever ride a bike i don't think i've ridden a bike since no i don't think i have <sighs> want to do headlines we can do headlines all right Tell some jokes about some some things that were happening. Well, I, I just, I mean, I did a lot of dark headlines, so that you're good, good. <laughs> so you're right not going to play off of headlines. Uh, George Foreman knocked out Michael Moore to win the heavyweight title. I saw that. Yeah, he was he was old, forty five years old, and that's how he got the grills because he was like oh, this old guy. No, if this <laughs> yeah, old yeah, fat yeah. guy can like box, like he he was able to really kind of spin his whole um, persona. I couldn't remember if this was the last time he did. He defend his title because I feel like he was fifty one more time when he did. I could I be completely wrong. Right. I think he. I, I want to say he. I want. I think he might be right. Yeah, because he was. I remember him being old in this one, and then I think he uh, like. Oh my God, he's at it again. I know, like that type of situation. Um, he. So yeah, Michael Moore. I don't remember him. Boxing was so I much bigger. I remember him. Yeah. So did you yeah. ever watch it as a kid? Oh yeah, I, I watched Mike Tyson, Tyson and yeah. Evander Holyfield, and yeah. and Michael Moore was like uh, kind of a rival more of Holyfield, but but, but but then Foreman came out of nowhere. I think his boxing is kind of like yeah. Anytime you have fifty year olds start winning things, your sport's fucked. Yeah, you know I think so. like, that's yeah. not good. Yeah, uh, nowhere near. Like I don't. I wonder if boxing will ever. Probably will never ever ever come back to the heights that it was no, in the early nineties. No, I mean, MMA is kind of taking the place. I, I don't see how yeah. boxing and horse racing died in our lifetime. Yeah, like, totally. they're, they're gone. Um, the world's, you're going to love this. The world's first internet radio broadcast happened, um, this week on, uh, WXYC, which is the university of New Hampshire uh, of North Carolina at Chapel Hills, um, radio station. And if you think about it, that is really the birth of a podcast because you know, it's, there's only one more step there and that's just on demand as opposed to live. That's it. It's just, we have to record this and then send it out later. It was cool. I remember listening to radio in the late nineties cause you'd be able to get this is before baseball figured out what's going on. Right. So I could listen to games on radio. Like, you know, baseball yeah. didn't have the right, they didn't, they didn't understand what's happening yet. Yeah. So there was like a two year period in the late nineties when I'd be able to listen to like Dodger games or Cardinal games, whatever on my computer. Yeah. And then baseball figured out what's going on and immediately like, hmm. put the blackout on it. But yeah, they did. Uh, next is the first, no, I'm going to do this one. The chemical element known as Darm stadium was discovered. Doesn't really do anything. Only just uh, testing thing it feels weird to me that you like discover elements still that means. you don't know what an element I, I, an element is care. the it's a breakdown it's like an it's an atom all right a, I'm glad they there's like 160 atoms out hopefully there. they can find more or less <laughs> or less i don't care maybe some of them go don't away. care at all well i mean it's the building blocks for life but i doesn't i don't you do, <laughs> what zero interest. You do, why do you have no interest in the building blocks of life zero remember like we had to run like the periodic table and stuff. i i like i, yeah. could, I couldn't remember that for my life i just it doesn't it just well, it you just, don't have to, i don't i wouldn't want to memorize the elements or anything but either, i just but all of that i just don't i did i you don't I, like you don't like I, what things are made up of i don't care at all <laughs> I like i you i don't care at all what are you curious about you're curious about inter- like people's I, interactions i like baseball, <laughs> like baseball. i like uh movies and tv <laughs> and i like making fun of people 
<laughs> Beyond that, there's not a lot going on. No, I just, I just don't like. I always like history class. Really fun. Like yeah, I history. love the stories, and yeah, I really love like U.S. history, thing. especially twentieth century. Like the, that world to me is really fascinating yeah. to me. Um, but like when I was in college, I could kind of really pick my own classes. Even I would never pick the science class. Like I just, there's nothing about science that interests me at all. There's nothing fun about it. If I never, I, I, I hate science. I hate it. It's so <laughs> boring. Fuck? It's so boring <laughs> to me. <laughs> It's why you're alive. <laughs> I, I don't care. I don't care. Like at all. progress in science, like technology, is why you're not still living in a fucking cave. Uh, even the technology. Circle back to this again. This, all right, this what's the next I don't care. Uh, the first passengers um, ever through the channel traveled through the channel this week. The channel is the. Do you know what that yeah, is? The yeah, English the, thing, right? Right. It's um, it's a uh, a tunnel through the English channel yeah. or below the ch- English channel. Yep. Um, connecting London to Paris, basically. Yeah, really cool. I remember when, remember when this was happening. Oh, like, me too. I was in French class. It was a big thing. I took French my seventh grade and eighth grade year. It took a while to build this, didn't it? Did it uh, yeah, it did yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it's really, that stuff to me is interesting. I went to the, um, uh, when I was living in New York, I went to the Transportation Museum um, and uh, it was, they talked about how they built the subways. Yeah. It was really like so many guys died. Like, it, you know, oh, it's oh, just yeah. such dangerous thing to do and it's, it's like wow it's really it's really fucking people definitely died making the they channel did, yeah. too but i don't i think it was less i'm sure way might. less probably safety, there, were no, yeah. there were no regulations just no, throwing these poor no, guys no. fresh off the boat don't dig this hole so now i'm thinking about it i wonder if i was talking about this in maybe seventh grade so whatever this is you know um what is that 90 or something so they must have started like late 80s early 90s that's that's that must have been what it was because yeah. i remember talking about it in french class then I remember but, being in the news forever. Channel, channel, that's all you heard Yeah, about. yeah, right. Yeah. But anyway, that happened this week. So Those weren't that dark headlines. You said you had dark headlines. Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't have dark. Of course not. What's going on? Like, what do you... <laughs> it's just not that light. I oh, mean, I guess Matt. it's fine. Wait, Matt, like cheery headlines. Uh, so 2006 <laughs> is where we're going next. Do I know this? Yes, you do. Uh, so we're going to be back on Wednesday with Superman Returns. Oh, yeah. And then Friday, Devil Wears Prada. Right. And, and there's more than one and two movies that week. So no cheating going on here. No, and I've never seen. We both haven't seen. I've Devil never Wars seen. Pro- Devil Wars I was Pro- never interested. Um, in it. Superman Returns is a very complicated movie, so we'll talk about that. And I definitely saw that because yeah. I'll, I'll see the Brian Singer, films. Kevin Spacey. Oh, there's right. a lot of stuff going on with that movie. All right. Um, so uh, we're back on Wednesday with with that, and in 2006 was a cheerier time of life. I promise, I won't. Fucking better I won't, be. I won't. <laughs> I won't have a sad story. I don't think. I don't think. No, no. 2006 is okay. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye.